It's the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast from the man that brought you RickyStokesNews.com. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. Plain and simple with just the facts. Because if you know Ricky Stokes, you know he'll call hogwash when he sees it. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. And now, here is Ricky Stokes. It's Ricky Stokes News. I'm calling you out podcast number 17. Sit down, be quiet, and hold on. We got a lot of stuff to cover. First thing is a positive thing. Ladies and gentlemen, September the 4th, 1973, 50 years ago, a man with vision, which is the art of seeing things that's not there yet. Jimmy Grant was first elected mayor of the city of Dothan 50 years ago. Jimmy Grant brought to Dothan such things as Sony, as Michelin, as General Electric, as uh, Dunbarton. He also uh, expanded Walton Park and Wiregrass Park. And he also, an old airport with weeds growing in it, as described by Dothan Mayor Mark Saliba, had a vision. And he talked the commission into buying that property years ago, sitting on Westgate Parkway and Watley Drive. Today, that is known as Westgate Park, as Waterworld, has tennis complex, softball complex, water sports, BMX, walking tracks, riding your bicycle track. It's used by a lot of people across Dothan. And it was uh, Jimmy Grant that had that vision and some 50 years ago. The Dothan Commission recognized him Tuesday. Uh, Jack Collier, who is one of the new five commissioners, uh, according to Wes Grant, son of Jimmy Grant, the whole commission were brand new commissioners. Said every one of them was scared to say no. It's probably the reason we got industry. But they brought Sony. Jimmy Grant, the story goes found out Sony was going to go to Tallahassee, Florida. So he got in his car and he went to Tallahassee, Florida, and he's outsold Tallahassee uh, by selling Dothan and convincing them to put Sony in Dothan. And Sony was here for several decades, and several people, including one person who is uh, Alabama State Representative Paul Lee, that was the only job he had while Sony was open was Sony until they closed down after many, many years, and Michelin, and Dunbarton, and General Electric. So he did a lot of stuff for Dothan when he, after uh, serving till 1981, two consecutive terms as mayor, uh, he later became the chairman of the Downtown Redevelopment Authority of trying to revitalize downtown because your hub of your city is in downtown. So... We give great honor to Jimmy Grant, man of vision. He, uh, he did a great job. He uh, also brought Cater Williams as police chief, which kind of set the, the bar for the Dothan Police Department. Uh, Cater Williams came here from Mobile, Alabama, and uh, Cater was a real strong disciplinarian. Uh, one thing you did not do is walk out without a, a coat on with your weapon exposed. And you'd see police officers in 100-degree weather like it is today working a crime scene with a coat and tie on. And uh, Cater Williams was a very strong disciplinarian uh, on his officers. He didn't believe in uh, music radios in the police car. Uh, and you get on the radio, you state your traffic, and you shut up. And you'd be very, very professional in your heavy act together. And I think he set the bar for the Dothan Police Department. All that stuff came during the two terms of the Jimmy Grant 
administration. We thank the Grant family for allowing uh, Jimmy Grant to serve for two terms. And by the way, there's not been a mayor in the history of the city of Dothan that has served more than two terms. Eight years has been the limit for every mayor that we've had. Uh, on hand yesterday, Matt Bullard was there, Pat Thomas was there, uh, Mike Smith was there, uh, Wayne Palmer was there, uh, Matt Parker with the chamber. Uh, some of the older people that, that served and was around Jimmy Grant, uh, Circuit Judge Edward Jackson was also there on hand for the presentation. So uh, great honor and tribute to uh, Jimmy Grant, who really set the stage for Dothan to be what Dothan is today and set a lot of the groundwork. So we're going to be right back for part two of the 17th version of Ricky Stokes News I Am Calling You Out podcast. You're listening to the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast, and you can call Ricky out anytime at 334-790-1729 or email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com. Part two, this is an informative thing that's in your student handbook. I know it's in the Houston County School Handbook. It's page 34. I just learned about that this week. Houston County Schools Student and Parent Handbook, including Code of Conduct 2023-2024 to edition. Page 34, Alabama's Taylor's Law. Reads as follows. Alabama lawmakers passed Taylor's Law, which was implemented in 2010 to 2011 school year that links the student's behavior in school to obtaining a driver's license. The law uses a point system to grade a student's behavior. Points begin to accumulate in the school year when the student turns 13, and each accumulated point makes the student wait one week to apply for a permit or driver's license. If a student does not accumulate any points for two consecutive years, all the points are removed. All right, y'all did understand that. Alabama's Taylor's Law passed in 2010. Your behavior points delay your driver's license or learner's permit. You need to be aware of that. That happens here. It happens with Aaliyah. And when you go to get your driver's license, if they have some disciplinary actions against you, you have to wait that many weeks to get your driver's license. Become familiar with it because they've turned several away. Just making you aware of it. I'm not saying that's hogwash. That's up to you, your parents, for y'all to decide. But it is a law, and it does happen at your uh, Aaliyah office, driver's license offices across the state of Alabama. We'll be right back. This is the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast, available on his website at rickystokesnews.com, his Facebook page at Ricky Stokes News, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. A few weeks ago, Megan had a uh, on the show and hosted the show with Barbara Moore and Betty, uh, no, yeah, Betty Peters. And Barbara Moore. I had to stop and think. I know their names. I had to stop and think a minute. And it's about the uh, books in the library. Well, they've had a lot of fireworks up in Ozark, Alabama. There's a story that's on the Alabama political reporter that Ozark mayor wife threatened citizen with lawsuit over public reading of text messages. And it was text messages that between the mayor and somebody that says, the public revelation of private text messages is a violation of privacy. 
I'm surprised that Adam Kammerer is heading up this attack against you like this, even you at, when you advocated for him, uh, for me to consider giving him a job. Wow. And allegedly, the mayor of Ozark, Mark Blankenship, it's, uh, the, the Facebook page is the mayor and his wife, and uh, the reply is, hope you have a good lawyer. And the mayor is alluding that um, uh, the Blankenships who share a joint Facebook account uh, are saying that you have no right. They're private message. The public revelation of private text message is a violation of privacy, the sender tells Blankenship. Those text messages have been published online, and I would give them notice if privacy violation is if they were private conversations and not with the media or the press. Seems they were leaked by the library. The library does not have any protections. A lot of fireworks going on about the placement of the books that Megan and Betty Moore and Barbara, uh, Barbara Moore and Betty Peters, I'll get the names right, uh, had a few weeks ago on this podcast. It goes further that it seems that a, um, I'm having also on the Alabama Political Reporter, Tense Ozark Library meeting spills into parking lot between undercover cop and LGBTQ speaker. Uh, apparently, where there was a uh, the cop said he witnessed harassment by the woman and says he didn't immediately identify himself, stoking fear. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going on in Ozark, Alabama, and over the library. Uh, Mayor Blankenship has been quoted as saying that it may affect the funding of the library. But the fellow Ozark councilman said, hogwash, Mayor. No, it's not. We may want these books at a different location, but hogwash on affecting the funding. County Commissioner Adam Infinger, who is running for chairman, has uh, also been speaking out against these books and on Blankenship's side. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to... Go ahead and set the stage for you right now. Mark Blankenship is trying is getting Adam Infinger to run against incumbent Steve McKinnon, who is the chairman of the county commission for Dale County. Now this is this is kind of confusing, so let me let me make sure I get this where everybody understands it. Mark Blankenship served as chairman of the Dale County Commission. He was the first ever full-time chairman. And he got reelected. Right after he got reelected, he ran for mayor of the city of Ozark. So he was elected mayor of the city of Ozark, and then he resigned as chairman of the Dale County Commission. The governor appointed Steve McKinnon to fill the vacancy of Mark Blankenship on the Dale County Commission. Then, as mayor of Ozark, Blankenship kept poking and keeps poking the county commission. And rumors has it that he got Adam Infinger to run against Chick Gary, and Adam won against Chick Gary for county commissioner for the south side of the Midland City, that Newton, that area, and got elected. Now, Adam Infinger's already come out and said he is running for chairman of the Dale County Commission. Rumor has it Mark Blankenship's putting him up to running against Steve McKinnon for chairman. Apparently, Blankenship wants to control both the Dale County Commission and the city of Ozark. 
then this issue comes up, and Enfinger is on the same side as Blankenship. And Enfinger made a motion to table the budget for the Dale County Commission at the last commission meeting, and part of it was over the funding for the library in Ozark. Now, there's a lot of people in attendance. It was a four-hour meeting. It was a hot, hostile meeting. Uh, Blankenship's mad with the Alabama political reporter. He doesn't intend to do any more interviews with them, according to what's written in one of their articles, because he doesn't like what they've said. So there's a lot of hot potatoes, a lot of stuff going on, but underlying under it, uh, within finger and Blankenship, is trying to stir stuff up with the county to pivot in finger over McKinnon for county commission chairman, which is next year in next year's election cycle. So there's a lot of political maneuvering. Well, Governor Ivey is now getting into the, where the books are placed. All right, I'm, I'm not here advocating about the books. Uh, if they're adult content books, they do not need to be in the reach of the children. They need to be clearly marked. I agree with that. But there's a lot of other things that comes into the equation about the books, and that's with the Alabama, uh, what is it, ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center, who if you put them in the wrong place, they're going to sue you. There's a lot of legal ramifications. And, you know, I may prefer a book on Donald Trump to be and not one on Obama in the library. But guess what? Both of them are in the library, and it's up to you to choose whether you want the Trump or the Obama book. It's not up to me to decide which one. So the library board has some discretion, but they also don't have some discretion. But the books do need to be clearly marked. But there's a lot of tension going on. Apparently, there was an undercover cop. I read in here where, in my belief, that the Ozark Police Department may have uh, told the library board to violate the Alabama Open Meetings Law because they didn't let the gentleman finish on some of the stuff that he was reading. They broke for lunch and then said, under advice of Ozark Police, uh, we don't think it's a good idea to let you finish reading these text messages. And the board had voted not to let you uh, read the rest of the text messages well if they didn't vote in open session and had not gone in executive session which they cannot vote in executive session then the ozark police encouraged them to violate the alabama open meetings law and as we all know mark blankenship fired marlis walker illegally he had to hire me back again and then hold another hearing to be able to terminate him or give him a chance to resign but the police department in Ozark works up under the mayor of Ozark. So if, if Blankenship didn't want them read, the police department was siding with the mayor because they ain't stupid and they know he'd fire them. So a lot of manure, a lot of hogwash going on in Ozark, Alabama, over the library. I want to issue cautions to everybody about what you hear. A large part of it is politics and maneuvering of Blankenship and Enfinger to run against McKinnon for commission chairman. So they're going to stir the pot. Uh, Blankenship better be careful what he asks for on about a lawsuit because he can file a lawsuit, but they can then take depositions and subpoena things and make it even get an injunction to have their cell phones read for all the councilmen on messages that are deleted to see if they've had uh, conversations behind the scenes and each other's opinions which is against the law you can't poll the commissioners you got to 
You got to talk to them in public. Uh, so Blankenship better be careful about what kind of lawsuits he spouts out that he's going to file because it could get him into a lot of trouble because I would bet there's a lot of discussion that goes on behind the scenes through text messages between the councilmen about which way they feel before they come out in public. Heck, in Geneva County, Alabama, they have two text groups. You got the chairman of the county commission and some of the commissioners that does not like Weston Spivey. So they got a text group that does include Weston and a text group that does not include Weston Spivey, who is a duly elected commissioner for Geneva County in his second term. You talk about people worse than kindergartners and little gossipers. Geneva County is worse than that, than the others. And people talk about me talking about things and getting worked up. You'd be surprised how many of these so-called adult leaders that you think that are adults and leading our community and our area into the great future are nothing but a bunch of little old chicken kids. Little, they're, they're worse than the, the kindergartens in, in elementary school. They've got more sense than some of the ones that are in power and the little pettiness. And, and this is my toy. You're not going to play with my toy. This is my toy. And for <laughs> can you believe that somebody's sitting in the room with me? Can you believe that a commission excludes one commissioner out of their group text messages? Makes me want to file open meetings law violation and have their phones read for what they deleted with the forensics in it to see if they've been polling each other. But they exclude one commissioner just because they don't like him, and he's got more business sense than the whole commission combined in Geneva County. Now, Weston has not told me this. I've learned this through other sources, and I've, I've sniffed it out to where I know what I'm talking about, and I will give each of you equal time, bring you a microphone, and let you challenge me on that issue. I bet you money none of you will take the challenge. I bet you money that you will not take the challenge. I know a lot of you want to tell me a lot of things. Tell me. I don't care. I'm beyond whether you like me or dislike me. I'm just putting it out there like it is, and it's a bunch of hogwash of what's going on. Uh, in Henry County, the other day, the coroner had nowhere to put a body. Nowhere. Family wouldn't claim the body. They won't pay for the morgue. The medical center won't let them put them in the morgue. Houston County, same way. The coroner does not have a morgue. Uh, and the coroner was going to take them to the uh, Henry County Commission office and put them in there, in the chairman's office. It's going to put it in the courthouse, but the air conditioner's broke at the courthouse. It was 83 degrees in the courthouse in Henry County. And the judges and them, at last account I had, was working for 29 days in the courthouse with no air conditioner. Now, the air conditioner went out in the county commission chamber, uh, office across the street. It got fixed the next day. Um, they put some money. See, they, in Henry County, you got a dollar and a money in charge. Uh, David Money's commission chairman, Ronnie Dollar's administrator. So you got a money and a dollar in charge. So they spent and fixed their air conditioner. But the courthouse, uh, the judge and them been sweating. And he wears a black dress. He'd been sweating in the black dress without right guard. They had to add left guard to him. And then the coroner hadn't got a place to put the dead bodies if the family doesn't claim the body. <sighs> well, bunch of hogwash, a lot of things going on. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about adults. Adults. 
you'd be surprised how many adults or babies that are supposed to be leaders. For Ricky Stokes News, this is your friendly podcast where all I do is promote peace and harmony. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. I'll bet you money a lot of them want to tell me something. Goodbye. Find Ricky on his website at rickystokesnews.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. You can also email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com or text Ricky anytime at 334-790-1729. And tune in next time for the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast. Available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Hogwash.